Hello there! So, first and foremost, thanks for tuning into our podcast and I just want to say, you know, we appreciate you tuning in again. It's been a long hiatus, mainly because um, I've been a bit busy, I've been a bit overwhelmed at school, at work, but um, I've, like, I've and I decided to just, you know, find time to just get this up and going again. So, yeah. Right, Yep, 2022 was quite a busy year for both of us uh, but I'm glad to be back here and hopefully Pedro and myself will be able to uh, produce more content for 2023 and share more about our passion for wildlife, uh, give more uh, insight into um, whatever news is, ha- is happening uh, in this, uh, this year as well as also to uh, basically help with providing better information and, and uh, and advice on how to safely interact with wildlife in Singapore. Yep, so in case you're tuning in for the first time, uh, this is Wild Red Dot. Wild Red Dot is our podcast where we are really focusing on the wildlife of Singapore. And which is quite interesting because um, to kick things off, the first animal that we'll be talking about this year would be the rabbit. Yep, we don't get any rabbits in Singapore, uh, in the wild at least. So. Um, I'm going to run through some basic facts that we know about rabbits. So rabbits, specifically in this podcast episode, we're going to be talking about the domesticated rabbit. Um, scientific name is Orictolagus. Cuniculus. Uh, Cuniculus domesticus. <laughs> so the domestic rabbit is actually a subspecies of the European rabbit. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, rabbits were one believed to be rodents. But... In the past century, they have since been recategorized as something known as Lagomorphs. Yep, that's correct. They are in the same family as hares. Hares? Pikas? I thought it's Pikas. Oh, Pikas! Well, <laughs> yes. I thought it's Pikachu. Okay, yeah. so Pikas, I learned yeah. something new today. As well as um, Maras. So it's oh, like this... Maras are rodents. Maras are rodents? Yes, okay, they're, they're so... guinea pigs. They're ah, guinea pigs. Okay, so basically, hares and Pikas and. Yeah. They're all in this family known as Lagomorphs. Mm, order, actually, but never mind. Order, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Now, rabbits, some historical context, they were used, they were bred... Um, oh, wait, hang on a bit, Petro. Why are we talking about rabbits? Yes. So, <laughs> we're talking about rabbits because it is going to be the Lunar New Year of the rabbit. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a matter of thematic uh, lining up. This Lunar New Year historically is known to affect wildlife and we're going to get to that in a while but a little bit more about rabbits right so rabbits are were once wild animals but they were domesticated um, very early on um, in Europe for food and for fur in recent times more like in the 80s they grew in popularity as domestic pets in houses that's how the term house rabbits came about and it was seen to be a possible alternative to dogs and cats um, but, you know, as with most pets, um, pet irresponsibility or the lack of pet responsibility has a huge impact on not just the animals but on the environment as well. In 2017, USA's third most abandoned pet was the rabbit. And we have issues of abandoned, or should I say, feral rabbits in Australia. Mm-hmm. Which brings down, uh, which, which kind of like centres and I'm going to segue into Wild Red Dot. How is this relevant to Singapore? So, um, I want to ask the first question to Ivan. Why do you think people abandon rabbits in Singapore or other countries? Well, I mean, 
rabbits are com- very common animals in pop culture, right? We we talk we look at rabbits, we think about things like Bugs Bunny, uh we have Disney characters that are rabbits and all that. I mean rabbits are cute. Uh they are often seen as an easier pet compared to a dog or a cat. I mean uh they they also in in terms of the diet, uh, a lot of people believe uh, certain myths, right? Okay, so uh, for instance, although we keep seeing images of rabbits eating carrots, rabbits cannot eat only carrots. Carrots are actually supposed to be just a small portion of a complete balanced diet for a rabbit. Rabbits actually should be eating more things like hay and, and grass and, 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 other green, uh, uh, and other green plants. And that's because rabbits are grazers. Right? Yes, they are, they, are, they, are, they are herbivores. And apparently... This is really interesting because I found out that the entire media uh, portrayal of rabbits as rabbit, as carrot loving really comes from Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Which it, in itself uh, was meant to be a parody of a comedian uh, that was popular when Bugs Bunny was first released. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot of his kids holding a cigar. Yeah. So they replaced the cigar with the, with carrot. the carrot. Yeah. And I think that really uh, stuck on. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's interesting how certain myths just perpetuate through media portrayals. And, uh, well, get, coming back to the question, mm. why do rabbits get abandoned in Singapore? I think a lot of people have this quite, uh, idea that rabbits are easy pets. Now, personally, I've never had a rabbit uh, as a pet. Uh, how about you, Pedro? Have you ever had a pet rabbit? I never had a pet rabbit, but my uh. neighbour had a rabbit before. Mm-hmm. And I guess there are a lot of rabbits at my workplace. Oh, so, oh yeah. yeah. So... Rabbits are not easy pets. Um, yeah. They need a lot of space. Yep. They need a lot of conditions. They are mm-hmm. prey animals. Yeah. And they get really... They um, get easily frightened, right? They get really easily frightened. When they're sick, they hide their conditions. They don't show. Mm. They don't expose their weakness to their owners. Yeah. It's not an easy pet. Yeah. I, I, I remember something about them needing, needing to gnaw on things constantly to keep their teeth trimmed. Yeah, in right. fact, there's even a term called rabbit-proofing your house. Yeah. You wanna... yeah, so so I remember reading about how, you know, like how, okay, although rabbits are not rodents, they are closely related. So for people who might have things like uh, pet mice or hamsters or guinea pigs or chinchillas or, you know, basically rodents, similarly, rabbits have incisors that grow constantly. So they need to be gnawing on tough food to keep their teeth trimmed. So you cannot keep giving them very soft and mushy food. Otherwise, the teeth will, will just grow too long and that leads to all sorts of health issues. Or they might end up chewing up hard objects in yes. our home. Yeah, so you know, if you've got anything in, in your home that a rabbit might start gnawing on, uh, well, it could be things like your furniture. It could be things like your walls. In a horrible scenario, it could be things like electrical wiring. Uh, that could be disastrous, for, not only for your home, but also for, for the rabbit. So yeah, there's all these issues, and of of course, there's also the things of the, the, the issue of uh the poop. Now I just read that rabbits can actually be trained to use a litter box, and um unfortunately uh a lot of people think that you can put them in a such a small cage and and they don't get to move around much. But actually, that is that is not the right way to have a rabbit. Rabbits need lots of space to move around, but they also need uh places where they can feel safe and secure and and hide away. I think House Rabbit Society, as well as many um, rabbit welfare groups in Singapore, have openly shared um, the things you need to prepare for and the things you need, the commitment you need to keep a rabbit 
mm-hmm. healthy and happy. Yeah, I mean, it's just like with any other pet, might think, oh, it looks so cute, it looks so adorable, and and uh, depending on the pet store, um, some some I'm sure some pet shops, uh, are are responsible in terms of trying to give customers all the, the advice and information that they need in order to, to have a happy, healthy pet. Some places, they might just be out to make a quick buck. You know? So, of course, it's really up to the owner to, to decide whether they want to, um, to have this commitment. Right? And rabbits, they can live for many years. Right? Um, apparently, uh, a healthy, happy rabbit can live for a decade or possibly even slightly more. So, so it's I, not like a hamster where, you know, after one year, two years, it's, it, that's it. So I'm not right to say that. I mean, just to circle back to, to the question, right? A lot of people get rabbits thinking that they are cute, they are adorable, but then they don't realize that there is this hidden cost mm-hmm. of yes. keeping a rabbit. It's not just in terms of money. Broken furniture is a decade of your life. Yes, it's literally a decade of your life. And it's not something you can just easily... Uh, uh, that there, there's no two, there is no way to 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 like make any shortcuts. It's just like thinking you you think about your average pet, cat or dog, right? Same thing with rabbit. They also need specialized care. Um and and uh rabbits, um uh, being prey animals probably wouldn't get along too well with let's say you have a pet cat or dog in your house. I don't think they would be very happy unless they're really super acclimatized. In fact, I think some dog, some dog breeds were bred to hunt rabbits. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, so, you know, you, you need to find ways to keep them happy, healthy, and secure and comfortable as well. And, you know, for a lot of people in Singapore um, who, who might want to get a pet rabbit just because it happens to be a year of the rabbit, I think this is something that we've, we've seen uh, in previous years, right? Year of the dog, uh, Year of the rabbit, year of the rat, rats. Know. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, just right. just luckily we don't have the we don't have year of the dragon. Or I, year think of the for, <laughs> I think for those of us, for those of us who work in the nature circle, we seem to see it happen over and over and over again. Like every um, zodiac cycle, especially like with rabbits. Yeah. A month, no, a year later, suddenly we will see a spike in the number of abandoned rabbits. Yeah. And, you know, that's actually a, um, I think we can, like, expand on what we're talking about, right, which is people abandoning rabbits. Because when I was looking at the statistics, about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 1,000 rabbits were abandoned a, in a year. In Singapore? In Singapore. Wow. Uh, the figures are slightly better now. Uh-huh. Uh, kudos to the various welfare groups that have been really pushing and, and working very hard. Last year, there were about 100 abandoned rabbits according to House Rabbit Society of Singapore. Mm-hmm. But it's still an, a significant number, 100. Yeah. And in December alone, there was a prolific case where 13 rabbits were left oh dear. in a box, in a paper box. Uh, but luckily, House Rabbit Society and I think another group called Bunny Wonderland, they mm-hmm. swooped in and they managed to salvage what they could. But the issue is that people still continue to abandon rabbits. Yeah. And that leads me to my second question to you, Ivan, which is what harm can an abandoned rabbit do? Okay, well, this, this is an issue that we have seen in other parts of the world. So, um, as mentioned, the domestic rabbit is uh, the domesticated, um, uh, is, sorry, the domestic rabbit is actually the same species as the European rabbit, right? That is, this is a rabbit species that you can find in the wild 
in parts of southern Europe, right? In Spain, Portugal, it's been introduced to other parts of Europe as well. It's also been introduced to other continents. So in Australia, uh, where rabbits have been introduced, uh, I'm not too sure whether they were they were wild rabbits that were introduced there or pet rabbits that got out and escaped. But either way, uh, the rabbits there reproduced to the extent that that they were, they became a serious pest, right? So rabbits when they get to places where they are not native, as you as expected with many other examples of non-native species, uh, they can cause significant harm to the local ecosystem, right? Rabbits being herbivores, they can seriously graze uh, a lot of uh, uh, areas of habitat. And being rabbits, they can reproduce at a very high rate, especially in places where there are not enough predators to keep them in check. So basically what you get are rabbits just um, consuming and uh, a lot of uh, native vegetation that that uh, was would have been uh, been food for native wildlife. So they have become competition for uh, with the local or native animals. Yeah. In terms of food, and they can even destroy the habitat itself because if you got other animals that depend on let's say the grasslands, right, or or some other habitat for survival, and the rabbits devour all of it. And then you get things like soil erosion, you get uh, um, other issues like, like the, because there's not enough ground cover, these animals become more vulnerable to predators all and all right. that. So, you know, it's a lot of knock-on effects. Because you mentioned how like rabbits don't eat carrots, but they eat grass. Right? Yeah. So, when they naturally feed, you're saying that they will actually strip away the grass. They layer. can do that in, in extreme cases. Oh. Yeah. So, that's why it got to the extent that um, in Australia, they actually had to introduce a virus that that uh that ravaged rabbit populations and greatly reduced their numbers to some extent but you know being a being a, a naturally occurring disease right uh, some rabbits are resistant to it so you know there's always a lot of other uh, strategies in place to control rabbit populations some of them which maybe for some of us who come from a more animal welfare angle might be not so comfortable with but this is uh, an issue that, that takes place because at some point in time in history, people placed rabbits in, in a part of the world where they, they did not occur naturally. And so you have this uh, uh, serious problem going on. So in Singapore, I don't, don't know if rabbits could ever become established in the wild because they, do, they are not exactly uh, tropical rainforest animals. But we do right. have tropical rabbits. We do have tropical rabbits. They are found in Southeast Asia. We do have two species. One is found in the... We have the Sumatran striped rabbit found in the mountain forest of Sumatra. We have another rabbit called the... the Anamite striped rabbit found in the Anamite mountains on, along the borders of uh, Laos and Vietnam. But those are mountain forest rabbits. You have another type of, uh, member of the rabbit family, the Burmese hare, which is a hare that is found in, in uh, mainland Southeast Asia, so Myanmar, Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, Vietnam, that sort of region. Uh, but I think that's about it. The European rabbit is not a tropical species. So even if they got out, ideally, right, fingers crossed, in, in a, uh, they probably would not become established, but you never know. That there's, a, there's always a, a, a possibility that life finds a way and they become established. But most of the time, do these rabbits do well? You think when they're released? 
I have no idea, but it that's where the animal welfare aspect comes comes in as well. Because these are rabbits that are captive bred, they have been kept in captive conditions all their lives. Uh, you put them out in the wild, they probably will have no idea what to do, what what's safe to eat, what's not safe to eat. They have, they might have never encountered a predator. They have zero survival skills. Yeah, exactly. So and and of course, you no, know, they are probably used to human beings. So they will come up to people, they might get onto roads, get hit by traffic, uh, they might encounter predators in the wild, things like, you know, we've got pythons, we've got larger birds of prey, we have stray cats, uh, stray, dogs? stray dogs, you know, all sorts of, of potential predators, monitor lizards, you know, so it's, it's prob- I, I would suppose that for most rabbits that get abandoned, and unrescued, I would say that they probably do not last for very long and they probably do not have a very good time. That is, uh, that's not a very easy pill to swallow that actually quite a lot of abandoned rabbits happen after the new year. Yeah. And wow, and actually doesn't seem very nice, right? Exactly. This picture that you're painting isn't very nice. Yeah, the, the people who abandoned this Pet rab- rabbits, they're jerks. <laughs> That's all I can say. They're, so, they're awful. They're horrible people. Okay, so if we try to be a bit more positive, what would you say is the responsible thing to do? Do your research, find out what you need to do to give your pet rabbit a happy, healthy life. Maybe most importantly, if you are going to have a pet rabbit, do your research first and think about it carefully. Decide whether you are willing to commit the next few years, the time, your money, right, and, 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 and your emotions to taking care of a rabbit for the next few years. And, and you know, maybe some people, they, they, they think that the kid is begging them, oh, mommy, daddy, can I please have a rabbit? Uh, for parents, you do need to make sure that your kids are prepared to take on this respons- responsibility. I want, I want to jump in here. No, yeah. Parents, you shouldn't be you shouldn't make sure that your kids are prepared. You should be prepared yeah. to care for the rabbit for true, 10 years. True, true. We are not a parenting podcast, but you know, at the same time, if you are a parent and your kids demand a pet, both the children and the parents should be prepared to be responsible for this, uh, this new arrival in the family. Because I think I can speak from my personal experience, all the pets that I wanted end up becoming my parents. And I think <laughs> nothing has changed in the past like 20, 30 years, right? It's still the same. Yeah, a lot of children's pets become the parents' pets. Yes, and and of course, you know, if if you have, if you're thinking of giving somebody uh, a rabbit as a present, please make sure that the recipient is prepared. Even if the recipient already has a rabbit, it doesn't mean that they can just take another rabbit on. Yeah, exactly. That's right because rabbits, especially male rabbits, they are they are going to fight if they're put together with another male rabbit. If you put, if you have a male rabbit and you put it with a female rabbit, you're not going to have two rab- just two rabbits for very long. You're going to have more rabbits and that's where the problem lies. So apparently, um, it's actually recommended in some circles to sterilize and neuter your male rabbits. Oh, definitely. I think yeah. um, I'm not a pet expert. But I think the general consensus is that a sterilized pet is actually a healthier pet. 
Yep, it, that seems to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, like it's funny that we're resuming our podcast uh, with a domestic animal, mm-hmm. even though we are focused on wildlife. Yeah. Um, and I think if we could summarize this, um, our sharing today is essentially, I think there'll be a lot of media focus on how cute, how um, adorable rabbits are. And if you're listening to our podcast, um, be it, you know, single or parent or married, and you really want to get a rabbit, don't. Like, like I think, let's just yeah. be upfront. Don't get a rabbit because they're cute. Get a rabbit. Because um, you really, really want to take care of it. And you know how to take care of it. Like you're willing to put down 10 years of your life. You're willing to forsake many, um, a lot of freedom, a lot of money, and you're right. A lot of leisure. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of leisure. Yeah. And vet bills. And if you already made the mistake of getting a rabbit that you're not prepared for, please do not abandon your rabbits. Yes. Please at least surrender it to an organization like House Shopping Society of Singapore, Bunny Wonderland, the SPCA, AVS. These are organizations that can at least help find a proper home for your rabbit please don't please don't just release it in some random park or or car park yeah, or car anywhere park, right? yeah. but of course the, the best thing is just don't abandon it at all uh. yeah. like I mean every pet is a commitment we should try our best to care for it to the end of its life mm-hmm. as much as we can yes definitely I, I'm not too sure whether whether there is really uh, a lot of um, options for adopting a rabbit versus shopping for one there is actually. There, there are. I mean, there, there are, are a yeah, lot. Yeah, there are options. I think many. Um, we can definitely do a little bit more research on this. But I think there are a lot of animal welfare groups that are looking for bunny fosters. Mm. And you know, sure, an older bunny may not be as cute as a as a young kitten. But I mean, kitten as in like what I meant is like a young bunny. Yeah. Why young bunnies called kittens? Right? I have no idea. But yeah, but apparently yes, young rabbits are called kittens. I'm so, confused. So, you know, they may not be as cute as a young bunny, but if you want to keep a rabbit, a great way to start is really like talking to fellow rabbit, or existing rabbit owners, mm-hmm. um, seeing whether like, you know, their lifestyle can be aligned with yours. And I think it's just getting the social support on keeping a bunny. I think when you realize that the whole bunch of your friends are keeping the bunnies at the same time, it makes the whole um, pet keeping a lot more supportive and easier as well. Yes, definitely. And so with that, I think we can actually end our um, renew episode, our resumption of Warred Dot. So once again, I am Pedro. And I'm Ivan. And we would both like to wish you a very happy Lunar New Year and see you soon back on The Warred Dot.